Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work, tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers, 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25. Hey everyone, Matt Straup, welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast. It is Wednesday, March 25th, 2020, as this episode drops. There's no still no basketball happening. Uh But we are going to talk some basketball today. I'm going to be joined by Steve Alexander. In just a moment, we're going to talk uh, a little bit about Jaron Jackson Jr., who who got a very interesting comparison recently, player comparison from his coach, Taylor Jenkins. And we will, of course, go for another thrilling round of the year in fantasy basketball, where we look back at a year gone by in fantasy hoops and uh, just generally uh, reminisce bathe ourselves in nostalgia enjoying a a year of fantasy hoops from the past so right now we bring in steve alexander steve how are you doing well i'm a little concerned right now because you made me unplug my refrigerator (laughs) to stop it from running and making noise and now i'm feeling like there's like maybe a 10 percent chance i'll remember to plug it back in when we're done (laughs) I'm going to make a note to myself as I sign out. The, during the sign-off of this episode, I'm going to try to throw in a, and by the way, Steve, uh, plug in your fridge. So hopefully I'll remember to uh, to make that note as I sign off as part of the, the housekeeping as we get out of here. Also, I'm very upset that I, I did not stock up on enough Gatorade. I feel like 
feel like I'm having a Gatorade shortage at my house. Mm. My wife, all she drinks is water, so she never drinks. She never buys anything to drink for our house when she really? goes to the store. Uh, yeah, we are a drink-free zone. Does, uh, so, will she drink? Is, does she literally only ever drink water? Will she enjoy a libation from time to time? Oh, she will drink. She will tear up some vodka, son. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just talking like she doesn't drink. Gotcha. Tea, she doesn't drink lemonade. Right. She doesn't drink Gatorade. She's she not crack, cracking open a soda. No, no, uh, not you know sipping on a ginger ale. No, no uh, seltzer water. A lot None of people of aren't to seltzer these days, Steve. I don't know if you've heard. <laughs> now she will. She, <laughs> I've already lost it on this episode. Yeah, by the way, she, we had, she Ooh. had a she had a fantastic quote about uh, natty natty light seltzer uh, the other the other night, but I can't repeat it. It's not family friendly enough. Gotcha. But, yeah, she'll she'll get into she'll get into some seltzer every now and then. Okay. Okay, well, uh, let's get into some uh, some fantasy hoops here. Jaron Jackson Jr.'s coach, Taylor Jenkins, uh, this is via The Athletic in a story from Peter Edmiston, saying that he sees some similarities between Jaron Jackson Jr. and one Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's interesting. Didn't he call him like a... Um point forward yeah i mean i guess the quote is from the athletic i'd like to think his impact could somewhat be at that level as a two-way player so it's not like he's saying he is going to be Giannis. he he said he views him as a power guard so i guess the idea is maybe he's going to let him you know bring the ball up some which of course makes sense because they don't have a point guard on that team so uh, so you definitely want to Get the ball out of John Morant's hands as much as you can uh, to let Jaron Jackson Jr. bring it up. I, I just I saw this and I was like, I don't know. Is he just trying to motivate Jaron Jackson Jr.? I mean, that's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of stuff. Now, first of all, if if someone lined five dudes up uh, in front of you and you were behind a a mirror, could you pick Taylor Jenkins out of the group? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. All right. I okay, could. Great. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't. I think a lot of people could not. So first of all, there's that. Uh, secondly, <laughs> let's just let's just get that out there. Okay. Taylor Jenkins. Let's wrap our heads around the fact that Taylor Jenkins coaches the Memphis Grizzlies. Correct. Um, secondly, I mean he's just talking a lot about you know J. Oh, his power guard. That's what it was. Power, power guard. guard. Yes. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you talk to Jonas Nader, I'm sure he will back every word that Taylor <laughs> Jenkins said uh, up 100%. Yeah. I just don't really see that. It just doesn't really seem like a comparison that makes sense to me. Because Jaron Jackson Jr. just seems like a guy who's, whose future is like he's a three-point shooter, he's a shot blocker, and he can finish He can finish at the hoop. You know what I mean? I, I just don't – I don't know. He's 20. I guess let's not – Let's not put limits on the kid, Steve. Right. But he's uh, more of a tradi- even more of a big guy to me. Like yeah, yeah, and not like a Giannis just, is more of like a monster sized guard. Maybe the ball handling will be there, but you know this is a guy who averaged one point four assists last year. I don't know. I think I think I really just wanted to use this as an opportunity to talk about Jaron Jackson Jr. and and uh, you know what his ceiling could kind of be. Average sixteen point nine points. Last season, this season, if it, hopefully it's not last season, but we'll call it this season. Four point seven rebounds for the second year in a row. That's not that encouraging. Uh, you'd like to see that number go up. One point six blocks is nice. Two point five threes is great. So yeah, he's kind of a, uh, become, I guess, a weird case in fantasy because 
if he's a five rebound per game guy, that's a lot less appealing. And that's not really what you're expecting out of a guy his size. So that's a very weird aspect of his game to me. Yeah, it is. It is weird. Um, and I don't know that I agree with, with Taylor Jenkins on, on this whole thing. I love Jaron Jackson. I think he's going to be a monster. I just don't think he's going to be. I don't think he's going to be the next Giannis. Yeah. I mean, I, again, I, I just, I'm curious what the evolution of his game is statistically because he can hit some more threes, he can block some more shots, he can score more points, but it, you know, the boards are a big question mark. And now I feel like I'm just repeating myself. Well, I'm really so. looking forward to um, 2030, the year 2030, when you and I are, are sitting here and uh, there's a lockout, there's some some catastrophe going on, and we'll be breaking down what happened from 2020 to 2030. And then we'll know, Matt. We'll know where yeah. Jared Jackson Jr. falls in that uh, list. We'll be doing the year in fantasy basketball for 2020, and we'll be looking back at Jared Jackson Jr. <laughs> <laughs> With uh, this specific blurb. Yes. He had all, all right. the promise in the world. I've just segued us to the real reason we're here today, and that is the year in fantasy basketball. We debuted this last week on the podcast. The year was 2003-04. The headline was Peja Stojakovic. Today, we're going to hop up one season from there to 2004-05. Steve, I've done no pre-looking uh, here. I, have, I, haven't, I haven't plunged into this, this year yet at all recently. So this is we're going to basketballmonster.com if you want to follow along. Hit the 2004-05 tab. I'm hitting it now. Are you in there, Steve? I'm getting there. I'm almost there. I'm there. You're there. Very familiar name up top. Sean Marion. Sean Marion up at the top. He took the top spot from Kevin Garnett, who was number one the year before. Sean Marion, we talked about him last week. Just a perennial fantasy monster. 2.0 steals, 1.5 blocks, 1.4 threes that year. There are some, sh- there are some shocking things <laughs> in the first round. All right, so... Sean Marion, not shocking. Kevin Garnett, second, not shocking. Dirk Nowitzki, averaging 26 points, nearly 10 rebounds. Not shocking. No, but 1.5 blocks. Man, what a monster Dirk used to be. I think the first shocking thing probably is number four, right, Steve? That's the name that really jumps out at you. Yeah. Uh, that would be one Metal World Peace, who then was, was wrong. who then was known as Ron Artest, and this is the Malice at the Palace season. Ron Artest only played seven games that year was the number four player at the time. 24 and a half points, tons of other stats, 1.7 steals. Let's keep in mind that's based on seven games. That's seven games. <laughs> but as someone who had him, back in those days, I didn't play in that many fantasy leagues, Steve. You know, I, I played in a couple or a few. But so I had our test in in the league with all of my college buddies. And I think I was just primed to just destroy everyone that year. And... That suspension, that whole thing really hurt some fantasy squads. Well, I was living in Indiana, and the Pacers looked like they might win it all that year. And so not only did that ruin fantasy teams, but it ruined the Pacers' chances to win a title that year, and that that would have been the one. Uh, so, yeah, and then a, a side note, I worked in Indianapolis at a company called RCI, and Ron Artest lived close to this sweet little old lady um, named Doris who worked at RCI. And he and Doris became really good friends. 
and he, he would have her over to his house and i think i think she was even featured on his rap album that came out remember the the album he put out that made all of his teammates mad because he was hyping the record and not really caring that much about basketball so yeah my friend doris who i worked with was super tight with ron artest when he made that record wow and it was it was a weird relationship because she was probably 65 years old <laughs> so that was shocking. LeBron James at five isn't shocking. Andre Kirilenko is not shocking. But wow, 3.3 blocks that year. Mm. Amazing. I'm thinking when you said there are some shocking things in here, I'm thinking number seven was a big shocker for you, Steve. Brad Miller, a little a little surprising. And also interesting because I believe that when Donnie Walsh got rid of Ron Artest, he traded him for Brad Miller. I believe you're right. Wow, nice little slice of history there. Maybe. Uh, so Brad Miller came in at number seven, and uh, Brad Miller was a big man who could who could hit a three pointer back in the day. Yeah, he was. He was also kind of a bruiser. Like he was kind of a he was kind of a he was a tough dude, man. Brad Miller, yeah, he had some good fantasy years too. I'm looking to see here, Steve. No, he was traded with with Ron Artest. Artest. He was traded with Ron Artest by the Bulls to the Pacers. He was traded with Ron Artest. In the famous Travis Best Jalen Rose trade, mm. to the Pacers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Travis Best—that's a name I haven't thought about in a minute. Nope, nor nor have I. Okay, let's think about a name number nine on the list this year. Lawrence. Lawrence Larry Hughes. <laughs> this was this was. Hey, remember that one year that Larry Hughes was unbelievable? <laughs> this was that year in sixty-one games. Yeah, sixty-one um, games. Yeah, that, I mean, I was surprised to see Larry Hughes' name on the list, but there it is. Two, 2.9 steals for Larry Hughes. That'll do it. Now, that wasn't the I want to, I want to be clear. That wasn't the only year he was good. He was good the year before that. He was okay the year after that, but that was truly, well, yeah, with, with the Warriors in part of a season, he was traded that year. In 1999-2000, he was very good as well. But this was very much truly peak Larry Hughes. That was it right Absolutely. there that year. And I'm sure he was a bust next year. Uh, if you drafted him high the following year, I'm sure you drafted him too high. Yeah, because I said his numbers were okay, but he only played 36 games actually the next year. Mm. So it was truly all downhill for Larry Hughes after that. He was kind of he kind of faded into a 12 point per game guy pretty quickly after that 22 point per game season, that glorious first round campaign. And that was that was that Washington team where <laughs> the wheels were just coming off all the way around, <laughs> correct? Like the gambling and the guns and the Oh, was it? The fighting. That was 2004-05. Man, it was probably later than that. It was probably more like 2007. 2009 was the incident with the, with the guns in the okay. locker room. That's right. what I'm seeing. But the, that was, we'll call that the, uh, that, the seeds were being planted back, back in 05. <laughs> Kwame Brown, Gilbert was on that team. You had Anton Jameson on that team. Great times all around. Yeah. Speaking of Gilbert Arenas... He was a first-round fantasy guy, too, that year. 12th overall. 11th overall. Yep. Sandwich right in between T-Mac and Al- Allen Iverson. Yeah. Man. 80 games from Gilbert. Nice job. He he just... He really had a stretch there, too, where he was something else. Yeah. He was a true dynamo. 
That was not his best season. The next year for the Wizards, he averaged 29.6, two steals, two and a half threes. And that was pretty close to the peak. Hey, Steve, I want to play a game with you. Okay. How old is Gilbert Arenas? Oh, God. Um, Gilbert Arenas. Uh, Gilbert Arenas is 30, 35 years old. Pretty good. When I heard you say 30, I was I was relieved because I knew you were in the right ballpark. He's 38. He's 38. I was going to go 36. Dang it. Okay. Yeah. It wouldn't have really helped much. It's not much of a, it's not that three. significant. A little closer. <laughs> a little closer. Any more thoughts there? Uh, look at look at the bright red number next to Allen Iverson's turnovers. What? How many Ooh. turnovers did he average? That was four point six. Only four point six. Yeah. That, let's. I guess back then that was cream of the crop. That's a pretty big number, regardless. I'd like to see if that was his career high in turnovers. And yes, indeed, it was. Amazing. He averaged 30.7 points that year, 7.9 assists, 2.4 steals. I mean, that guy was a good fantasy player, let's be honest. Matt, you're a you're a sage when it comes to Trey Young and his Twitter account. Um, <laughs> did you see his tweet of his top five uh, players? I did not. Mm. I did not, but fill me, fill me in. Fill well, me I, in. I, I was surprised to see Steve Nash on that list. Well, you know, Trey Young got some Steve Nash comparisons when he came out. Of college, there are, there were all these Steph Curry comparisons, but I believe it was Travis Schlenk, the Hawks GM. I may be giving him credit for something he didn't say, but someone said he actually reminds us more of Steve Nash with his passing, <laughs> which is proving pretty uh, prophetic because Trey Young's passing has obviously been you know way better than advertised coming out of college because he was billed as you know a, an outside shooter, but the other aspects of his game are are really better than expected, including his, his float game, which is just amazing. Yeah, here he said, uh, there's one tweet 16 hours ago, Nash is my hero, guys, 100. Um, so there's that. I don't know where that um, original tweet, I'd like to see his five. I don't, oh, my top five. LeBron, okay. number one, in front of Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Durant, and then there's Steve Nash. And Trey added, don't at me. <laughs> so he's saying these are the five best players ever. His top five. Okay. It's it's his fave five, though, it seems like. His top. That could he be, said top. He didn't say fave. That could be greatest. That could be favorite. All right. Because my favorite five is different than my top five. Sure. Right, right and that's what I'm saying. I, th- I thought maybe this was Trey's fave five but maybe not with the wells fargo active cash credit card you can earn unlimited two percent cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need that means you earn on what you want like trying out that new workout class and two percent cash rewards on what you need like a foam roller for your sore muscles that's the beauty of the active cash credit card it's ready when you are with unlimited two percent cash rewards the wells fargo active cash credit card that's real life ready Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. 
Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I want to talk to you about Peja Stojakovic, Steve. He was two overall that uh, glorious 2003-04 season. He falls all the way to 16th this year. And again, numbers that really aren't that amazing. I think this is a this is another case of Pedro Stojakovic's threes really stood out back then, more so than they would now. He averaged 20 points, four rebounds, two assists, 1.2 steals, and 2.6 threes, and that's a top 16 season. That's crazy. Yeah, I do feel a lot better about him being at 16 than I do two, though. <laughs> Yes. Uh, and he, he still missed a bunch of games, 66 games uh, played. But, yeah, I mean, like three-pointers were a different world back then, as everybody knows. So that was that was before Steph Curry came in and revolutionized basketball. So if you could hit threes back then, it was kind of a big deal. What other names jump out to you? Marcus Camby. Yes. That's who I wanted to talk about next, actually. <laughs> Marcus Camby sticks out a little bit at 20. Marcus Camby was an incredible fantasy player. And I think he he's 30 now. He's 30 that year. Averaged three blocks per game. That was that preceded three straight years in his early 30s where he led the league in blocks. So the year after that, we're not talking about those years, but he averaged 3.3 blocks the next year, 3.3 blocks the year after that, and 3.6 blocks at age 33. Camby was just a late career fantasy monster. And he was a guy who had a reputation as being super fragile yeah. from the early part of his career. However, starting in his late 20s, he was decently durable. He was not an 80 games per year guy, really. But he would give you 65, 70 games most years. And, uh, man, he was a great fantasy player. <laughs> yeah, and like you said, um, earlier in his career, he had. I felt like he had trouble staying healthy. But I felt like towards the end, you know, he was guaranteed to average... Like you said, three blocks a night, and that was a big deal um, to fantasy owners. So he was he was going earlier than anyone thought he would when he was that old, and yeah, and he was fairly durable, and he he was pretty fun. He was he was I mean, you just knew he was going to go out there and block shots every night. Yeah, and he Camby is one of the rare guys. I wrote about this in Round Balls too earlier this season, who has pulled off the first round caliber fantasy season while averaging. 10 or less points per game. Doesn't happen very often. Camby, I think, is one of the guys who's done it. If my research eh, recollection is correct. What else you got? Steve, the aforementioned Steve Nash was 24th this year. 24. Let's see. Um, I'll tell you what really stands out to me, Matt. Please. Is, please. is number 35, Chris Weber. Okay. Oh. I was, Chris Weber with Philly. I was unaware he was a Philadelphia point guard. <laughs> is that what it says? <laughs> I mean, basketball monster is allowed to occasionally put in a position wrong, right? I guess, yeah. I mean, you also, I thought you were going to say, I forgot that he played for Philly. Yeah, I kind of did. You don't really think, that's not the first Weber team you think of. No. It's it's one of the last. It's, it's <laughs> actually the very last, because I had no idea. He played for Detroit and the back to the Warriors after this, but it was toward the end for Weber. He was good, though. He was 31. He was traded from Sacramento that year. And he was really good the next year, too. I don't remember him being in Philly at all. Weber was a great fantasy player as well. 
Holy cow! Oh, I loved I loved Weber, man. He was so awesome. I loved Weber. I mean, we all, I, I I remember where I was when he called the timeout in the NCAA. Yeah, I, I I was always a huge huge Weber guy. I was a Fab Five fan. I'm honestly shocked though, Steve, that you just sped past Danielle Marshall like that. I feel a little bit offended that you just went right past him. I feel like we gave Don <laughs> Daniel Marshall a lot of pub, a lot of a lot of airtime last week. The only reason I've designed this this segment is so that we can talk about Danielle Marshall <laughs> extensively. <laughs> okay, let's see. What else? I mean, there's a lot. We're, we're not going to go through every name here. I think my main takeaway every time we do this, and, it, and especially as we hit these early 2000s, is it didn't take as much to, to be a really good fantasy. These stat lines are better overall now is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? I mean, look at Eddie Jones. We talked about him a lot last week. Clocking in at 51 with fewer than oh 13 God. points, 1.8 yeah. threes, and 1.1 steals. Yeah. Like, I would expect, if he's going to be 51, I was looking for 2.1 steals. Yeah. What would you expect that stat line to register today? Like, 80, 90? Yeah, at best, I would think. I'm going to get. I'm gonna find, like, a point of comparison here. You, you talk. Why do this? Twelve point seven points, one point eight threes, five rebounds, two point seven assists, one point one steals, zero point five blocks, forty three percent shooting. Okay, here's one. I got one. I got a comparison. Ready? Yeah. Eric Bledsoe this year. Okay, fifteen points, four and a half boards, five and a half assists, zero point nine steals, zero point five blocks. So slightly less steals, same blocks, more assists. More rebounds? Yeah. Similar rebounds? 1.3 threes. Yeah. Is that less threes? Uh, that's Slightly less. less threes. So more points, less threes, similar rebounds, more assists, slightly less steals, but basically the same. Same blocks. And he's 79th. Right. So that's case in point right there. There it is. There it is. The proof. The proof <laughs> is in the pudding. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, I think I'm good, Steve. You are. You want to hit any other names? Any any other random shout outs? Do you scroll through this? Uh, Josh Howard was pretty intriguing and serviceable for a minute. Yes. Back there with Dallas. He got hurt, though, and I don't think he ever really found his way back. Josh Howard, I feel like, had at least one unbelievable season. It wasn't this year that we're talking about. It was, ooh, man. Ooh, yeah. There it is. He had He had three, I would say, really good years in there. A couple years after this, it begins. This was second year Josh Howard. He was good. Uh, Vladimir Rodmanovich, shout out oh. to the Seattle Supersonics, who were sure. still a thing back then. Sure. R.I.P. Sonics. Yes. Yeah, I think we've... I think we've done it. We've done it, man. When I see the name Primoz Brezec, it's time to get out of here. I've got two more quick hits, though. I've got okay. uh, I'm in a draft right now where we're basically doing a draft based on what we're doing right now it's like the last 10 years of fantasy stats okay uh this gentleman named adam king uh-huh in australia has put this expert draft together and we're just drafting for fun i think i took steph curry well i know i did i took steph curry with my number three pick last night out of players over the last 10 years i don't really know what i'm gonna do once it gets a little deeper into this thing because it's Seems to me it's going to get a little confusing. But that's kind of fun. And uh, but so, how do the stats add up? It's just a like, mock draft. I don't, I don't, oh, okay, gotcha. I don't really know. 
I haven't really dug in, Matt. Okay. okay. I, I got the invite. I was told it was my pick, and I went and grabbed a guy named Steph Curry. Yeah. But yeah, uh, so that, we'll be providing some, some Twitter fodder with that. And then also, Matt, the new Roto World administration backend system rolled out this morning at 7 o'clock a.m., and I was there. I had the honor of posting the first new blurb. You cut the ribbon. New blurb on the new system out of all all blurbs. And wow. uh, it was a fake blurb. It was a test blurb. And it was something about Derrick Rose. And I, I remember writing that his knees are as old as he is in the blurb. So anyway, I'm, I'm the Neil Armstrong on the new Roto World system, <laughs> which is up and running. Congratulations. Thanks, man. It's a big honor. I'm... I'm uh, waiting. I think they're going to send me a, a silver pen from Tiffany's. Or something. I heard you're getting a key to the city. <laughs> I'm getting a, a key to the campus up there in Stamford, Connecticut. Uh, I would know. say we are pretty punchy today, and this is only going to get more absurd as we go on. Well, we're done. No, but I mean next week and the and the week beyond. Yes, yes. Well, another week in the house with the kids with no Gatorade, and I'm gonna yes. be, I'm going to be. <laughs> I'm gonna, be, I'm gonna send you a link to order some via mail, Steve. I'm gonna I'm be gonna fit to be tied, man. <laughs> All right. Well, if you want to follow Steve on Twitter, it is at Doctora. I am at Matt Straup. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen. Take a second to rate and review us as well. If you have any ideas or ideas for or any thoughts on our this year in fantasy basketball segment, we would love to hear those. We are going to be here every Wednesday. For the foreseeable future, while we have no basketball, that's our new schedule. Steve, please plug that fridge back in. It sounds like you actually already did. I was going to say, as you could probably tell by the hum I can hear in it. the background, the, yeah. fridge is, the fridge is back and running. Uh, I am planning on doing my live video chat tomorrow at 3. I did it last week. Uh, there were more people there than I thought would be there. There were more people talking about basketball than I thought there would be. Um, it was kind of awkward. It was kind of fun. We're going to try it again tomorrow and see what happens. Kind of awkward and kind of fun is what we go for around here, Well, Steve. it was awkward because I was being awkward. I was distracted <laughs> by just various things going on. And the listeners did not make it awkward at all. They were awesome. So Awesome. We're going to try it again tomorrow. That's on Wednesday. When you say tomorrow, you mean Wednesday. Oh, <laughs> dude, it would not be our podcast if I did not get the day wrong. It would not. So Wednesday at 3. Wednesday at 3. Tomorrow. Thanks for taking the time, Steve. Thanks to all of you for listening. Today at 3. Today at 3. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.